On today's hot sheet, I'm discussing the markets to invest in short-term rentals, plus a singles tax for renters, and the latest reports on retail sales and unemployment. Today is Thursday, February the 15th, 2024. I am Byron Lazine, and the hot sheet starts now. Real estate agents, we are uh, inviting you to take a survey with us. Every single quarter, we do an agent sentiment survey with 1000 Watt, the premier branding and marketing agency in real estate. BAM partners with them to do this agent sentiment survey. And this uh, quarter, we are doing it on the commission lawsuits. Your take on that. So if you're a real estate agent, we're inviting you. Today's the last day. Uh, we'll put the link down below for you to get involved in that survey and provide your feedback of course to get the most out of everything that we do here at bam join BAMX. use code hot to get 10 percent off your BAMX membership where you'll get my show notes from every single hot sheet uploaded daily as well as daily downloads courses every single month live streams and office hours like we did last night uh, or yesterday afternoon in the community join BAMX by using code hot to get 10 percent off Air DNA is a company that tracks short-term rentals, and they are tracking which of the markets are the hottest to invest in for short-term rentals. They have the 25 best short-term rentals in 2024 outlined, and I will share them here with you. Now, before I do that, before I share the 25 best markets for short-term rentals, let's go back to last year. Last year, many were saying that Short-term rentals uh, or Airbnb is the word they were using. Airbnb is going to bust. If you went on social media, you saw that Airbnb bust. Well, that certainly hasn't happened. Okay. Airbnb, for example, uh, is reporting better than expected revenue. Uh, Airbnb in their fourth quarter, uh, revenue climbed 17% from $1.9 in the same quarter a year earlier. Uh, they posted adjusted earnings of $738 million in the fourth quarter. Analysts were only expecting $645 million. So if last year there was this cry for an Airbnb bust, it certainly didn't happen to the company Airbnb. Now, it might be the case for some of the investors that you know, or if you are an investor yourself, uh, for those that invested in a market that was oversaturated. Competition on short-term rentals is a real thing. Competition is going to lead many to go broke. Those that don't take, just like a, a for sale by owner, right, in real estate, those that don't take the time to invest in the photography and the marketing and the position of the home, maybe the video or the floor plans or a 3D tour. When for sale by owners just slap up an angry ad on Zillow with no photos or one photo, why do they get less money? Well, it's no surprise they didn't invest in the process of marketing their home, of getting the most eyeballs interested in the product so that they can start some type of a negotiation or a marketplace or even a bidding war in a best case scenario. And the Airbnbs that just think Airbnb is printing money, those owners are also going to lose. Uh, but there are markets that are the best to invest in, according to AirDNA. Uh, I'm sure I'm, I'm giving you that whole story as a disclaimer 
because I'm sure some of these will become oversaturated. And the investors and the Airbnb owners who don't take the time to be great at what they do, a clean product, the best marketing, some amenities, some little perks and surprises that generate the most passionate reviews ever. The owners that don't do that, I think even if you invest in some of these great markets, are going to be left unsatisfied with being an Airbnb owner. If you can't tell, I'm not very bullish on short-term rentals. It's a hard business. It's a lot of wear and tear on the property, and people make it sound like it's passive income. It's not passive income. It's very hard work. Even if you have somebody that's going to do the cleaning and the repair and all of the, the moving in, the moving out, the management of the whole process, you're still managing them. And that's weekly or daily management in those cases. That doesn't sound passive to me. Let's take a look at Airbnb's list of the best places to invest in short-term rentals, though, if you're advising a client where those are or if you're looking for opportunities yourself. Maybe you are one of those better investors that I mentioned. Okay, Columbus, Georgia, where the typical home value is $160,000, has occupancy of 60%. Okay, average daily short-term rental rate is $178. And the average annual short-term uh, short revenue is $29,000, okay? Occupancy of 60%, I mean, I'm just, I don't know. Uh, this is why they, the short-term rental game confuses me. Occupancy of 60%, that's, that's good? Okay. Uh, Ellsworth, Maine, 324,000 typical home value, occupancy of 73. The average daily rate, at least, is... Uh, decent there, 335 average annual short term rental revenue, 41,000. Logan, Ohio, uh, Logan, Ohio. Anybody know where that is? Got to be college. I would imagine. I, I don't know where Logan, Ohio is. I'm assuming college, 233,000 typical home value, 343 on the active daily rate. You got Spring Hill, Florida, 389,000, uh, 251 on the active daily rate. Sneeds Ferry, North Carolina, okay, uh, 461 on the active daily, but 555,000. So you got to tie up. Um, okay, Logan, I guess, is a resort community, resort community in Ohio. Interesting. Um, Sneeds Ferry, North Carolina, you got to pay 400, or you're getting 461 a day, but you're tying up a $555,000 house. To get there, seventy-one thousand on the average annual short-term revenue. Seventy-one thousand on a five hundred fifty-five thousand dollar house. I mean, you could probably squeeze that out with one renter for the year, who, who's going to have a little bit more care to the property. Anaheim, you're tying up an eight hundred sixty-seven thousand dollar asset to get four hundred seventy-seven dollars on the daily rent. They're in 13th here, but they get 77% occupancy. That's the highest occupancy in the top 25 is Anaheim. And you're getting 112,000 on the annual. Um, on 867, can you get 112? Can you get 10,000 a month? Maybe you can't. And then maybe it's, but here's the other thing with Airbnb and with the management and the cleaning, you're typically out 20, 25% on the top of that. Okay, so um, so that top line number is not all it's cracked up to be on short-term rentals. I just don't love short-term rentals. I don't understand. It's so much work. 
um, I don't know, you're getting cash every week. So if you want quicker access to cash, I guess, but unless you're selling it in a market that's swinging up or, or topping out when you go to market, you have to do a lot of repairs. People that, that go to these Airbnbs and short-term rentals don't treat them the same way they do an annual rental. That's been documented over and over and over again. I know you can get a bad annual renter. I've had them in, in my life. There's no question about it. Um, so there's your, uh, the whole top 25 list we'll carve out. We'll put it onto Banamex so you can grab it uh, on your own. Jordan says, Logan is where the Hocking Hills are in Ohio. It's a very scenic and beautiful there. And there are a ton of short-term, very, very cool short-term rentals there. Thank you. Jordan. So uh, I need to, it sounds like I need to go to Logan, Ohio. My apologies to Logan. Short-term rental may not be as profitable, but I know midterm renters are. Well, we five X per month on our properties. We rent to displaced families due to fire contractors, traveling nurses and doctors. That short-term game uh, is what we are talking about there. Contractors, nurses, doctors, um, power plant workers that are, are going to a power plant for two months. They're going to work there. They're typically working or nurses or doctors. They're typically working like all the time. And when they rent one of these, they're, they're getting uh, some type of a per diem. They're getting lodging expenses. And so uh, the commenter here that says that, um, who was that? That was Ben. Uh, that was Benjamin. Benjamin's a hundred percent right on that. Okay, because when you get somebody who's there on an employment contract and he's calling it midterm, I like the, you know, maybe two, three months, not these weeklies or these dailies like we're looking at here with this air DNA data. But you get those two to three month chunks, or you get somebody down here in Florida as a snowbird, as another example that's not, you know, work related. Um, you're you're going to have a lot more care for the property. You're going to have a lot less use on the property. Okay, think about that. When you've air when you Airbnb a house for three days in a beautiful area like Logan, Ohio, and you're there for three or four days, I mean you're there to make margaritas, to pour some really good wine, some expensive wine. Some of it might drip out, some of it might not. You're there to part. It's three or four days. You're there to enjoy yourself. When you're there for two to three months and you're there to work, you're at work all the time. There's not all this wear and tear on the property. So what Benjamin's talking about there and you can, and their work is paying for it. So you can usually go above market value. We had a midterm rental booked for an entire year. And now we just booked another family for six months. Issue is everyone from Airbnb is turning their properties into midterm properties in March. So Benjamin's like, Hey, in my market, we're getting these contractors and whatever the case may be where they need these midterm rentals a year, six months, three months, whatever. And other Airbnb owners are like, what am I doing this racket for? And they're jumping in and they're going to compete with Benjamin. So, so now it's going to, okay, prices are going to flatten out or come down. Amenities are going to matter. Um, how easy are you going to make it? How close are you, are you to the workplace? All of those things are going to start to matter more because the competition is going to go where the value is. And Benjamin's getting a great value right now because he was one of the few that did it while others we're trying to do the cool Airbnb short-term rental thing. I love the midterm rental thing. They're at work. 
down here in Florida that they're going out to eat. They're not coming down here for two to three months during season um, to use the kitchen for three months. They're coming down here to hit the restaurant, hit happy hour. They're going to bed early too, by the way, if, if you're on the western side of Florida. Okay. Uh, a little bit more on this air DNA. Uh, air DNA. Here's the top 10 right out of the show notes. I kind of moved quickly through that. It's Columbus, Ellsworth, Maine, Logan, Ohio, again, for the top three. Spring Hill, Florida, Sneeds, Ferry, North Carolina. Then you have Winter Haven, Stanton, Kentucky, Port Angeles, Washington, Akron, Ohio, and Fairbanks, uh, Arkansas. Okay, so there's your top 10. Despite any challenges facing 2023, Airbnb expresses optimism for 2024. I mean, Air, Airbnb, not AirDNA, Airbnb didn't have any concerns about 2023. Because remember, they don't care how much competition is out there. They care about their whole their whole deal, their whole package. Okay, so if markets are being oversaturated, they don't care if there's a lot of vacancies for the particular owner. They care about acquiring more volume. Okay. Uber doesn't care if, if you're an Uber driver and you haven't used the app in four days, they care how many rides are going out globally that particular day. They're playing the volume game. So Airbnb bust hate the word, the wording because Airbnb isn't going anywhere. Okay. Your local Airbnb operator might go out of business because they're not competitive. They're not great at it. It's a business. Some are great at it. You have to be really good to be competitive. Uh, while Airbnb, uh, this is from AirDNA, going to the Airbnb better than expected earnings report that I shared. Uh, while they reported better than expected earnings, uncertainties remain, especially concerning the Federal Reserve's actions and local regulations. Uh, yeah, I mean, great point there for those that are buying Airbnbs right now at an elevated mortgage rate with the I'm going to refi later. I'm going to go ahead and break even for now or maybe even lose money and refi later. How's that working out for you? We talked about it yesterday. Everybody said, hey, 5% rates, they're a guarantee in 24, and we're sitting up over 7%. So how's that working out for them? Um, some uh, quotes here from AirDNA. 2024 will likely be a breath of fresh air for short-term rental hosts and investors discouraged by the tough year in 23. As predicted, Revpar, revenue per available room, died down in 2023. That's because of the oversaturation of this business. What they're talking about, those vacancy numbers in the top 25 markets to invest, I don't want to invest in a market that has 40% vacancies on short-term rentals. Not as a short-term rental investment, maybe as another investment. I'm not up for that. I, I really don't. If I'm, if I'm going to invest in something Airbnb, I'm going to want to know I can get this thing rent it out like 80, 90%. You're going to tell me, Byron, those odds, those numbers are just not, they're not available. Well, then I don't want to do it. I mean, it's just really where I sit on Airbnbs. Uh, following the highs of 2021, 2022, the year closed out with an average drop of 6.7%. According to AirDNA's DNA's latest outlook report, though declines should ease and RevPAR should grow slightly in 24. This gives Airbnb hopeful reasons to reconsider entering or re-entering the best short-term rental markets. We consider both current regulatory risks for STR investors and the potential for future regulations in our assessment of top short-term rental locations. I'd caution anybody who's going to make their first investment, and I would caution you as real estate advisors and agents to caution your clients, anyone who's going to make their first-time investment as a short-term rental, 
to consider just doing an annual rental first. Do an annual, figure out how to manage one tenant before you go and try 60 or 70 throughout the year and 60 or 70 move in and move outs and cleaning and all the other wear and tear that you're going to bring to the property. Because if you have one tenant and and you gain that experience, then you can make a decision on if this is something you want to move forward with. Obviously, to Air DNA's point here, um, picking the right market is critical. Okay, I know. I, I think when um, Jordan mentioned here in the comments, "Hey, man, Logan, Ohio, wake up, bro. Logan, Ohio is a resort market. He's educating me. Logan, Ohio is a resort market, so that's one that you'd want to consider." Okay, but when you when you look at the frenzy of these in a Phoenix or an Austin, and then values come down across the board and rents come down in, in those markets, you want to be left holding a short-term rental in those. Logan, probably probably a good market. I mean, it's on AirDNA's list, probably also a good market because it's not as well known as some of those other markets. So it's probably more exclusive. And if you do a great job as an operator, you can probably get a really high fee and, and be uh, very profitable and get a certain type of clientele. I mean, I wouldn't want to be renting to any of those, any of those boys that just went to that golf tournament last weekend in, uh, in the Phoenix area, in the Phoenix Scottsdale area, the, the waste management, waste management tournament. If you know what I'm talking about, then, you know, like, I don't want to be Airbnb into those people who are doing snow angels out there in the sand uh, traps at the golf tournament who are just obliterated out of their mind all weekend and don't care about my property. I don't want to be in one of those markets if I'm thinking short-term rentals. Okay. Uh, where do I want to be if I'm a single? Well, meaning a single, meaning I didn't have a date last night on Valentine's day and I'm renting and I'm paying what is called a singles tax. Uh, we just released an article on nowbam.com covering Zillow's, uh, report on the singles tax. Single renters now pay over $7,000 more a year on rent, $7,110 to be exact. Their latest findings show an increase in the cost of renting alone as the average singles tax is now exceeding $7,000 a year. That means cohabitating renters are collectively saving an average $14,220 a year by just living together and sharing the rent. So like house hacking or actually like you know, being married or having a boyfriend or a girlfriend, whatever the case may be. Renters pay a single tax of more than 7,000 for living alone. And here are the highest singles taxes that singles should probably think about an alternative route in New York City, of course. One bedroom price is 3,350. The singles tax there is over 20,000. So the couple's discount is 40,000. San Francisco. Uh, twenty two hundred for a one bedroom. Singles tax is over thirteen thousand. Couples discount is twenty six thousand. The couples discount, by the way, is just double whatever the singles tax is. So I'm not going to read those all off. San Jose, uh, third. Washington D.C. fourth. Boston fifth. San Diego sixth. Seattle seventh. Atlanta, Denver, Los Angeles. So basically, the most expensive cities are where singles would pay the most. Thank you very much. On. Uh, that Zillow. Zillow's rental trends expert, Emily McDonald, said while some renters may envy their coupled up friends for dodging the single tax, solo renters enjoy perks that go beyond financial savings. There's no arguing over 
which show to binge watch next nobody can't nobody's arguing about that anymore okay everybody's if <laughs> you don't have to argue about which show to watch it's like you watch your ipad i'll watch my phone you shut your door i'll shut my door or just put your headphones on you could sit on the same couch nobody's arguing about tv rights anymore uh, or disputes about whose turn it is to clean up after dinner that is that is an argument that technology cannot solve okay who's cleaning up after dinner i agree with that one still it's crucial for renters to really dive in to what living alone costs in their area and decide if the price tag is worth it i just saw a great clip from jared james jared james the coach in the real estate space and um his clip was talking about hey how come agents always make the mistake of answering the direct question of like uh why should i buy you know it's it's too expensive it's unaffordable and he says agents should think about okay got that um prices are definitely up it's a, it's a more of an unaffordable market than we've seen you know really in in almost any point in the last 50 years acknowledge that but he says why don't you ever have them defend their position explain to me why it's a good idea to rent and lose all the money that you put into renting not get any of it back in a four savings like defend that position if i'm going to defend why it's a good time to buy or why you should buy and the long-term benefits of that defend why it's a good idea to rent and putting somebody in the position of defending that might open them up to seeing wow maybe i should be i'm going to be here for seven to ten years i'm not planning on moving i'm i'm embedded in this community i'm not going so then you start to do the math and it makes a lot of sense to buy over renting. Uh, that are Carlson now, bam.com. If you want to dig more into that, uh, just released this morning at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time. We had some good news for the bad news yesterday with the CPI. We now get some decent news here today on the economy, and that's retail sales tumbling 0.8% in January, much more than expected. Why do we want retail sales to go down? It shows that the economy is slowing down. Okay. If the economy keeps rip, ripping and roaring uh, month over month, then there's a case that inflation could take off again. The advanced monthly sales here, January, 2024 uh, from the U S census bureau uh, were down 0.8%, 700 billion dollars plus uh december's 2023 revised number was 706 plus billion it was up 0.4 percent december obviously leading into uh the holiday percent change in retail and food service sales from the previous month so january here um down in all categories total uh excluding auto and with auto okay uh all down here for january Advanced estimates of U.S. retail and food service sales for January adjusted for the seasonally seasonal variation in holiday trading day differences, but not for price changes, down 0.8% uh, and up 0.6% above January 2023. So year over year up a tick. Uh, total sales from November 23 through January 24 period were up 3.1% from the same period a year ago. General retail sales were down 1.1% from December 2023 and down 0.2% below last year. Okay, so with that, you've actually seen um, for yesterday, bad CPI, boom, 10-year uh, has been you know, going up. 
we see that 10-year now back below that 4.25 number, that 4.25 number that Logan Motoshami says is the Gandalf line, uh, that same Gandalf line that he's going to explain to all of us on Knowledge Brokers Podcast tomorrow, who will be on separate channel at Knowledge Brokers Podcast. Make sure you jump over there and subscribe at some point so you don't miss that pod being released tomorrow. Logan Motoshami from Housing Wire. Uh, but back down to 4.2. That's good news. Hopefully, we'll see that in the 30-year fixed later today. Uh, also, news coming out this morning was the figure for seasonally adjusted initial claims. Uh, unemployment claims here was 212,000. It's a decrease of 8,000 from the previous week. The previous week's uh, level was revised by 2,000 from 218 to 220. Okay, so job market essentially continuing to hold where it's been. Really no significant changes there. Uh, unemployment rate was 1.3% for the week ending February 3rd. And uh, we're, we're seeing a very strong job market. So that's not going to have much of an impact. I think you're seeing the 10-year come down more because of the good news on the retails, uh, uh, retail sales missing expectations to the downside, uh, which is good news for maybe how the Fed will react to that. Yesterday's 30-year uh, reaction to the 10-year was to remain up above 7, 7.09, but off of the 7.13 from the day before. Hopefully, we get another downward move today. Uh, should expect that with where the 10-year is today. All right. Uh, reminder, if you're a real estate agent, take that survey that we did with 1,000 watts, your last opportunity to do so. If you have an opinion on the commission lawsuits, you definitely want to do that. Uh, we partner with 1,000 Watt every quarter to get an agent sentiment survey. That link is down below. Uh, of course, to get the most out of what we're doing here at BAM, join BAMX. Uh, BAMX is available using code HOT to get 10% off. All right. That is your hot sheet for today. Reminder that tomorrow's hot sheet, Friday the 16th, will be, uh, we will have a major announcement for the future of the show, for the future of the hot sheet. That will be tomorrow live uh, here on the hot sheet. Of course, we go live 9.30 on the East Coast, 6.30 on the West Coast. You know the deal in between. So join me tomorrow. Major announcement about the future of this show on the hot sheet tomorrow. Until then, toodle up.